tiny bubbles, tiny bubbles in the wine, in the... Oh, I'm sorry. Is the show starting? Is it time for Bob's fishbowl? That's my extra-dimensional fishbowl, Fishkembe Matumbo, who we will get to momentarily. This show is very simple. The world asks questions, and we answer them. My name is Bob. There's a fishbowl. Bob's fishbowl. You get it. Tonight was debate night number two. Holy, this was a lot different than last night. Say goodbye to your news cycle, Julian Castro, because the big dogs have come out to play with four out of five of your Democratic frontrunners going into these debates on the stage tonight. Let's go left to right, because the only thing that matters before the Iowa caucuses and coming out of these things, whose stock went up and whose stock went down. No one is really going to remember what was said during this debate in a month. So much time will pass in between now and then. The only thing that matters is what direction. Do you come in out with more momentum or less momentum than you came into this debate with? It's the only fundamental question that matters. Just like last night, let's go from the left to right. And on the left, we start with Marion Williamson running on a platform of love. And I feel bad for her because she qualified for this debate. No one knows who the hell she is. Her and Mr. Yang. She's Mr. Yang. She's on the stage uh, for 27 minutes before anyone even hears her voice. Everyone else got to talk two, three times, especially Kirsten Gillibrand, who is on a mission to talk every 30 seconds. Maybe it's a New York thing. She learned from de Blasio last night. But she never got a chance to say anything till 27 minutes in, which is, which is too bad. And I understand she's polling at 1%. She has like no chance of being president, but she's smart as a whip. And just, you may not agree with everything she says, and, and you may think her, her kind of new age spirituality is, is not for you. Fine, so be it. Still a, a fascinating woman that I wish would have gotten more time. And just because no one knew who she was going into tonight, and the few times she did have an opportunity to talk, she was articulate, she was smart, she did have a point. Uh, her stock goes up tonight. Not by a whole lot, but she was a penny stock before the evening. Uh, to her right, we had a former governor of Colorado, John Hickenlooper, and his stock goes down tonight, and I think that's a good thing. I mean, does anyone remember a single thing John Hickenlooper said other than his last name is Hickenlooper? He's one of the most boring politicians on the planet. He's got to get out of this race because the Republican that represents this, the, the Senate seat that's coming up in 2020 in Colorado, John Hickenlooper, mad popular in Colorado. He has a chance to unseat Cory Gardner in Colorado. Therefore, John Hickenlooper's got to get his ass out of this race and get his ass in to the Senate race. So Hickenlooper, his stock goes down, but in a weird way, that's a good thing. Hopefully he announces tomorrow that he's out and he's running for Senate in Colorado. And then you have my main man over there, Mr. Yang. Universal basic income, or as he's rebranded it, the freedom dividend. I am so glad that this idea is in the public discussion. I'm so glad that, that it, is, it is out there for all of us to debate and think about. Although I think this idea is premature, he might be 4, 8, 12 years ahead of the curve on this thing. 
But universal basic income, this is coming to the United States of America sooner rather than later. Get used to it. And just because no one's heard of Mr. Yang before this evening, it's, it's just more fun if you say it like that. Mr. Yang. Um, his stock, I say, goes up. Next to Mr. Yang was Mayor Pete. I thought Mayor Pete had an exceptional night, especially coming off all the police shooting drama in South Bend, Indiana that he's been dealing with. Although, although it was a pretty stinging attack launched from the end of the stage, the Democratic congressman from California, Eric Swalwell, on Mayor Pete's case for not firing the police chief immediately. And Mayor Pete didn't really have a chance to respond. And Mayor Pete didn't look meek. He didn't look small in the face of that criticism, the way he looked at that town hall over the weekend. But still, ugh, wasn't, uh, it would have been a great, great, great debate for Mayor Pete had that moment not happened. But all things considered, uh, I think Mayor Pete's stock went up a little bit tonight. Just, 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 just a little bit because uh, Mayor Pete has, has slowly... And, uh, well, maybe not so slowly, has been rapidly impressing every single audience that he's gone in front of for months now. So, Mayor Pete, well, with the exception of that town hall in South Bend over the police shooting, that audience wasn't very impressed. And then we have Joe Biden. Grandpa Joe, Uncle Joe, and he is the clear frontrunner going in Polling like in the 43% with 20 candidates, with 23 candidates. There's candidates that didn't even make the debate. And Joe Biden's still consistently polling right around 40%. But Joe Biden's, every time Joe Biden talks, every, no wonder he's candidate turtle. Because he's scared to come out of that shell. Because every time he does, he gets thwacked and his stock goes down. Joe Biden comes out tonight looking less like the inevitable Democratic frontrunner that he went in tonight looking. So his stock goes down. And next to Biden, you had Bernie. And I have the same. And I'm not trying to be an ageist here. I, I am sorry, Bill Maher. It's not what I'm trying to do. But I swear to God, Biden and Bernie, they just look like old Muppets to me. They look like old, disgruntled Muppets. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not into it. Um, Bernie is a great debater. He makes his points with, 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 with a ferocity and an intensity. These, these are thoughts that he's, uh, he, he's been holding that noggin for a long time. But if it wasn't good enough, and I understand there were superdelegates and a whole bunch of screwy Democratic Party things last time around against Hillary Clinton, but if he's not good enough to beat Hillary Clinton, do you really think he's good enough to beat this entire field? Because I don't. And as soon as President Trump, Bernie Sanders, an admitted Democratic socialist, and here in that country, socialism has a connotation to it, that it is a wildly unacceptable term, and just President Trump being able to brand Bernie Sanders every single day, a far-left socialist, almost guarantees President Trump four more years in the White House. I like Bernie, but Bernie cannot be the guy. He can't. Um, I'm saying Bernie stock, it, it 
goes down. It goes because I think there are Bernie Krats that as they see and hear more from other candidates, that that support will slowly come out of the Bernie Sanders uh, attire there. And then Kamala Harris. Oh, Kamala. Uh, my mom wasn't tremendously familiar with her, and, and my mom thought Kamala Harris had the best night of anyone on stage. And I, this is, this is, this doesn't happen all the time, but I agree with, with my mother 100%. I predict that uh, the bulk of the coverage after the debate will be the multiple moments that Kamala Harris had. She was the most quotable. She was the most likable of everyone on stage, in my opinion. Kamala Harris stock went way up, way up, way up tonight. To her right was Kirsten Gillibrand, the senator of New York, that truth be told, I don't know why, I've always found kind of annoying. And tonight was... I think tonight was the most, despite her insistence on interrupting other candidates at the beginning of debate, but, but I understand that. She, she came out aggressive. She came out guns blazing. And I don't blame her for that. She's trying to become the next president of the United States of America. But does anyone really think that, that Kirsten Gillibrand is the candidate that's going to unseat Donald Trump? I personally don't. I, I think she had a good, all things considered, her stock still goes up. And then, and then we had the, 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 the current sitting center from Colorado, opposite Cory Gardner, the Republican, uh, Michael Bennett. And uh, uh, Michael Bennett, just, just, just go away. Just, just stop, Michael Bennett. Just stop. His stock goes down, and he was a penny stock too. So where, where, where does he go from there? Clearly, click kicked off the exchange. He's just, just forget it, Bennett. Just, just forget it. And then Eric Swalwell, the young whippersnapper from the congressman from California and your television, spends more time on television than he does in California. Um, Swalwell had himself, in a weird way, he was introducing, even though he's on TV a ton, but believe it or not, the bulk of America doesn't spend a lot of time watching CNN, uh, MSNBC, and occasionally he'll even appear on, well, not even occasionally, he'll, uh, he'll, he's a frequent, uh, he's, he was on Fox News too. But uh, I guess his stock goes up slightly, but he, he, he can go. I, I think Eric Swalwell is out there just trying to increase name recognition and understands that he's not going to be president this time around. I mean, maybe there's an outside chance just in case. You, you never know. You might paddle your board out there and catch the greatest wave in the history of the ocean, but not likely, Eric Swalwell. He's positioning himself to run in the future, whether it's four, eight, 12 years down the road. Eric Swalwell is uh, not playing the game for today, but he's playing tomorrow's game. Although... I do understand there will be a lot of people that will think about Eric Swalwell's plan of a mandatory buyback of all assault weapons. And if I could just address that for a moment. Do you mind, Fishby? Thank you, sir. Thank you. We will uh, get to your questions right after this, I promise. But what's wrong with Eric Swalwell's plan of a mandatory buyback of assault weapons? Uh, twofold. 
uh, these weapons, there, there, there is no federal registry of, of which gun is where. So, so there's no real way to enforce a mandatory buyback. And more importantly, even if there was, I've thought about this topic a lot. The idea of a mandatory buyback, and it is completely unreasonable and unfeasible. I hate to break it to you. It's a pipe dream because there are so many people in America that love their guns so much. There is not a doubt in my mind that this would cause an armed rebellion. Say hello to Civil War 2.0. Well, that's what's wrong with Eric Swalwell's plan of a mandatory buyback of assault weapons. And if you, you, you don't believe me that there would be an armed rebellion, there was, remember back a few years, there was a rancher in Nevada by the name of Cliven Bundy. And Cliven Bundy, the federal government for years had tried to get his cows to stop grazing on federal land because he was no longer play, paying his grazing fees. So the government started confiscating his cows. You know what happened? A fucking armed rebellion. There were 300, 400, 500 militia members down there on this dude's ranch. It was a standoff between the federal government and all these right-wing militias, the Oath Keepers, etc., 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 and they had to give this dude his cows back. This was over cows and one guy's cows. What do you think is going to happen when they want to do a mandatory gun buyback? That, my friends, is it's one of those ideas that sounds nice until you actually think about it happening. Yes, Fish B. It is, it is your turn. It is, it is your turn. All right. Question one from the Extra Dimensional Fishbowl reads as follows. Yeah, Fish B, we get it. Thank you, sir. Uh, why is the media so much more focused on minor issues with Democratic candidates compared to Trump's latest rape allegations? Wow, that is, a, uh, that is a great question. Now, I can't speak for every media organization, but what's going on in the Democratic Party? I understand these debates were highly anticipated. They are a huge deal because they were, these were the first ones, and the Democrats are fired up by the opportunity to get President Trump out of office. The Democratic base is, is ready to go. But this is a damn good question. These latest rape allegations by columnist, author, E. Jean Carroll are, are disturbing and need to be taken dead seriously. And the media isn't giving this near as much attention as it deserves. If you want to listen to another podcast after this one, and it's Thursday night in my world, Listen to today's New York Times, The Daily podcast. And they have two contemporaneous friends of E. Jean Carroll offering their memories of E. Jean Carroll, confiding in them in real time 
after this alleged rape happened. And how many times, how many women have to come forward against this president? Mr. All-Access Hollywood himself. That's a damn good question. I'll read it again, but just rhetorically. Why is the media so much more focused on minor issues with Democratic candidates compared to Trump's rape allegations? I'm not sure we should be applauding that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure we should be applauding. But. Next question, Fish B, if you don't mind. Thank you. Is Joe Biden really the best person to take on Trump? Is Joe Biden really the best person to take on Trump? In a word, no. And I think Grandpa Joe proved it tonight. How many times tonight did he, and I understand he's nervous, I understand it's a high-pressure situation, but it's not like this is Joe Biden's first rodeo. And how many times did he stumble and stammer or... or Joe Biden is the only candidate in two nights to do this weird thing, too, that when the moderators put up their hand to stop talking, he would stop talking like he's a well-trained circus animal. Just they can put up their hand. They will give you a chance to, to complete your thought as long as you don't ramble on for another 30 seconds. But by all means, take two, three, four, five, seven, ten more seconds and finish your thought because th- that was, it was just peculiar. It was, it was just peculiar. And can you imagine Joe Biden packing 20,000 people arenas all across the country for all of campaign season the way President Trump can? I sure as hell can't. So no, Joe Biden is really not the best person to take on Trump. If I had to name one person after tonight, I hate, I hate going back this way. I hate, because I kind of started, you know, it's so fluid. It's so fluid. And, and I'm probably prisoner of, 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 of what I just watched. Um, but I'm, I'm going to agree with a, a lot of my friends in San Diego and say Kamala is, uh, yeah. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah, Fishby, I know you love San Diego. I know you do. Uh, why did Nancy Pelosi cave to Mitch McConnell on the border aid bill. Yeah, what happened here? Why did Nancy Pelosi cave so quickly? They, they, with, with no negotiation at all, just seems odd. It seems odd. J- just when you thought Nancy Pelosi, as Speaker of the House, was pitching a perfect game, I, I really think this was, I think this was a falter on her part. I, I mean, these bills, given they were, there were dramatic differences in terms of limiting the number of beds and a, a more, more a direct allocation of where, where the, these federal funds would be spent uh, to address the humanitarian crisis of, of uh, all these kids and their families being separated. But yeah, no conference committee that the House just voted and passed. I think there were how, how many how many no votes were there? Do you do you remember Fishby? Was it was it 102, 104, something like that? But like 92 of let's if it's if it's 104, 92 of the 104 no votes came from Democrats. 
the good news is hopefully that money will get down to the border as fast as humanly possible. And we could get these kids maybe off the floor, maybe kids not walking around in dirty diapers. Whole situation's just, ugh, just awful. Just awful. Next up, who wins on Friday, the USA or France? This is, this is the, the, the Women's World Cup. The Women's World Cup. Um, now, Team USA is ranked number one in the world. This is the quarterfinals. France is ranked number four in the world. So they're meeting in the round of eight, which is a little unfair, especially since France is the home country. I want, I love Team USA. I want to believe in Team USA. I mean, go, go America. I mean, we can, we can all agree with that. I mean, the 4th of July is almost here. Go America. But I got, oh man, if, if I had to wager, and I wouldn't on this, but if I had to, I would say France. Fr- France is a hell of a team. I think they've beaten the USA the last two times they've played. And France has the home country advantage. And it's just a soccer fever. France just won the Men's World Cup. And I think having your male and female team win in the same year, I don't, I don't think that's something that, that's ever been done before in the history of the World Cup. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure I'll hear from you on social media. Next up, yo, it's me, Fish B. Yo, yeah, we get it. You're, I mean, your name is right there. I'm not sure we need you to say anything. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Why have you started vaping a jewel like an idiot? Yeah, that's pretty dumb. It's it's pretty dumb. Well, because well, because forever I was a big believer in uh, in Marlboro Rojo Cientos, and uh, I've uh, abandoned that abandoned that since uh, since I've been back from uh, from Mexico, and I've had a horrible relationship with cigarettes my my whole adult life. Um, for a while, it was it was it was it was, it was just the nicotine gum. And I, I would just chain chew uh, the nicotine gum all day, which I know is is very attractive prospect. Um, but I must admit, on occasion, I find the jewel to be to be to be very uh, very very satisfying. Uh, but that's why I'm doing it like an idiot. Not, I, I think I'll just go back to the gum. Let's go back to the gum until until I get another horrible medical diagnosis. Then I'll just go back to smoking. What once they officially put me on the death clock? Then, then, you know, then smoke it up. Who cares at that point? But I, I'm not on the death clock yet, as far as I know. Dear Uncle Bob, who's the douchiest host on Fox News? Who, who's, the, who's the douchiest? Oh, man, there's a, uh, oh, man, that, uh, that farm is bountiful with, uh, with eating options. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, douchiest almost rhymes with Ducey, Steve Ducey from uh, from your Fox and Friends. His partner in crime, Brian Kilmeade, isn't a whole lot better. We'll leave we'll leave Ainsley Earnhardt and her Bible study on Fox Nation out of it. Oh God! And then and then Tucker Carlson is not exactly uh, uh, pushing the envelope of uh, intellectualism. Dare, dare I dare I say, uh, Laura Ingram is not the worst. Uh, Jesse Waters on During the Day, Bill O'Reilly's former uh, street boy. <laughs> um, he's, uh, oh, it's called Man on the Street? Yeah, I know, I know. I just like referring to him as a street boy. Um, Jesse Waters is pretty bad. Greg Gutfeld, um, 
thinks he's a lot smarter than he is. At, at least I know I'm a moron. I, I've, I've, I've never made any claims to be some kind of intellectual giant. In fact, I've made the point before, I actually like being proven wrong because that means I learned something. And I'm wrong every single day because I learned 20, 30 things a day. Uh, so, so the douchiest is he does the same show on radio and TV every single day. And, and I'm not saying the radio and TV show are the same, but that's true, but that's not the point I'm making. <laughs> it's the same show every single day. And I, the fact that he's hypnotized his listeners to think that that's somehow fascinating to do the exact same show every day at a tremendous disservice to the American collective consciousness and, and understanding of the issues. He's the highest rated TV news opinion host uh, in America and, uh, and Sean Hannity. And uh, uh, I mean, he has big numbers, but that's the price you pay. He sold his soul to the devil, though. You know, he's, he is the, uh, sorry, Sean, you're the, uh, I know I'm, I'm, you know, enjoying a jewel, just like your uh, hot endorsements, and, I, and I'm doing it for free, but uh, you're the douchiest host on Fox News. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, sorry, sorry. Gallery agrees with me, Mr. Hannity. And last question, as always, belongs to Isaiah, the tiny player, who simply writes, what's the worst idea you've had lately? Zip it, Fish B. This is Isaiah's question. What's the what's the worst idea I've had? I, I'm not, I'm not sure if this if this is a bad idea or not. I tried to uh, I tried to trot it out on uh, on, uh, on on Uncle Pat, as my uh, son calls him, or or as we call him, Patricio, the living legend, the other night. But but I tried to trot this one out. That um, dude w wouldn't the end. I may have been a little baked. But wouldn't the world be be a less scary place if if cops uh, had a had a giant pocket full of free sandwich coupons? Now, because now, follow me here, because usually you see yourself getting pulled over or you see cops walking towards you. It's like, oh, shit, here, here comes the fun, fun police. Say goodbye to the rest of my day and maybe the rest of my week, because here comes the fun police. And because the interact, it's not good. It's not if you if you haven't called the cops yourself because a, a horrible atrocity of a crime has been committed against you. Any run in with the cops is not going to be a pleasurable experience. But ponder this, which, which, which makes every interaction with the police more dangerous for the police and, and more dangerous for us, the greater citizenry. But if there was a chance they were just, you know, wanted to talk to you or pulled you over because they wanted to give you a free sandwich coupon, it's like, shit, that made my day. I didn't know what I was going to have for lunch. Now I do. A free sandwich courtesy of local law enforcement. Can we all agree that that idea is pretty good? Shut up. No, that's not, a, that's not the worst idea I've ever... I don't know why everyone thinks this idea is so stupid, but the cops could have sandwich coop... No? Okay. All right. Fair enough. Time, my friends, for the hottest finale in the... For sure the history of podcasting, potentially in the history of entertainment. That's a paddle ball. That's the paddle ball of fire. Or as we like to call it, Paletta Bola de Fuego! NBA free agent Clay Thompson gave LeBron a hug on the set of Space Jam. What does that mean? Uh, nothing. It means that his uh, ACL is okay enough to hug people. I'm not sure why people are reading anything into that. In May, more sports wagers were placed in New Jersey than Nevada. 
That's crazy. New Jersey is, uh, they're doing it. New Jersey is doing it. Paul Manafort pleads not guilty in New York on fraud charges. Good luck with that, Paul. And lastly, big ups to the Delta flight attendant who found Gail King's wallet and gave it back. Way to go, Delta. Way to go, Gail King. By the way, Gail King's new morning show, since she dispatched some of the co-hosts that she didn't like, how are ratings in the first month? Uh, they're, 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 they're down double digits, uh, percentage-wise. They're down double digits, so, uh, you know, that, that, that's what the, uh, CBS brass gets for kowtowing to Gail King. All right, and that, my friends, is a show, or, or, well, if you, if you have a very loose interpretation of the word show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, I believe. Tomorrow is Friday. No debates tomorrow, so we can all relax. In the meantime, life is short. Get in that mirror and give yourself a hug.